Bleep, bloop, bleep. I am Podcasto, the podcasting robot. Welcome to Computer. Welcome to what? Computer. Why computer? In honor of the episode that we're doing, it's a new character I'm working shopping called yeah. Podcasto. I get that. Uh-huh. That aspect I get, but when you said welcome to computer, yeah. I don't get what, like... Because he's a robot. A robot who's incapable of introducing the show? Like, what kind of shitty robot is this? He's a podcasting robot. He's not, though. A podcasting robot would have been able to say welcome to our show, but instead he said welcome to computer. <laughs> He needs some programming. That's all. Welcome to episode one. (laughs) The podcast where we talk about the first episode of a web series. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And if you hadn't figured it out already, we listened to... No, hold on. If you haven't figured it out already, I don't blame you. Nothing about the introduction has anything to do with the show that we watched. And if you haven't figured it out already, we watched The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. And dude, we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) We have a lot of nerd shit to talk about, for sure. I was at Trivia last night, sitting in the bar, and all the teams around me, everybody was talking about Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. So... Let's start with, how into Star Wars are you? I have a passing interest that I can't explain. I don't particularly like any of the movies, but I still go to watch them. It's I, I can't explain it. I don't think any of the movies by themselves are particularly strong. I think the mythos and legends and things like that that have been built as a result of this are interesting, but none of the movies ever do much to expand upon them, which is why I was interested in a show which could fucking deep dive and go all sorts of random places, I think. Yeah. What about you? Well, one of joke that I've made on this podcast traditionally is that I don't understand Star Wars. Mm-hmm. For the purposes of this episode, I'll say I understand Star Wars more than I let on when I make those jokes in the podcast, and I'll continue to make those jokes after this episode, but not much more. I've seen all the movies. I know the basic plot. I never have been really that into them. You're not following the books and the extended universe and all that sort of crap? No. Which is good, because I think they basically made the statement that all that shit has nothing to do with the movie universe so, right. and the show universe. Right. And some of the aspects, I think, are dumb. Like the a long, long time ago thing. I just roll my eyes at, like, how old was George Lucas when he was like, oh, you know what would really get him is if instead of the future, it was set in the past. Yeah, but, like, time's a circle, so really it's the future, too, so. Yeah, and that's another joke I make. I don't think I've made it on this podcast, but we've got a, or I guess now I have a co-worker that is really into Star Wars, and I always make uh, jokes about how it's set in the future and set on Earth in the future, but I know that's not true either. That being said, what did you think of this show? I'm interested in 
where it could go. The episode doesn't do a whole lot other than set up, not even like the, I guess it sets up some of the mythology of what's going on, but like, it's just a lot of like setting up for here's what the rest of the season is going to be about, I think. Yeah. And let's just get it right out there. There's going to be spoilers. Like if you haven't watched The Mandalorian and you want to watch The Mandalorian, maybe watch it before you continue listening to this. Because otherwise, you're going to find out about Baby Yoda right now instead of from watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, and honestly, if I, I don't, this is one of those shows where I don't know that the spoiler warning was necessary. I'm sure it's appreciated by some, but like, if you're into this shit, you watch that episode on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If you're not into that shit, I don't know that a lot of what we're going to say is going to convince you to get into that shit. Yeah. So unlike a lot of the other shows that we've talked about, which are here's the whole season and just go. And so the proposition for us is to tell you whether or not it's worth your time to like sit and watch it, like whether it might be worth your time to sit and watch eight hours of this because we watched an hour. This is like going to be weeks of your time. Like this is going to be, I don't know. And I think for no other reason than to engage with the zeitgeist, if you're at all interested in that, then I think it's worth watching. I don't think there was anything about this show that I didn't like. I just don't know that there was a lot to it. Yeah. Also, yet anyway, yet I liked watching it. I thought it was cool. I liked the the helmet thing bothered me. Like he doesn't doesn't take off his helmet. I'm waiting the whole episode for him to take off his helmet. I want to connect to this character, and he's wearing a helmet, and that's like. Do you think he ever will take off his helmet? Because the impression that I got from the mythology of him as a Mandalorian is that they don't take off their fucking helmets. Well, let's start writing episode two. Episode two. Takes off his he takes helmet. Off, yeah, I think yeah. No, he's going to take off his helmet at some point. Also, there's a theory that he's Han Solo. I think they. I think it's silly that he would be Han Solo because what I think is this is a show that they want to keep going for a little bit, at least to keep interest in the Star Wars universe until they can release whatever their next trilogy is going to be. They had originally had the guys that did Game of Thrones. We're going to write the next trilogy or at least a trilogy. And they dropped out, thankfully, because they're terrible at what they do. So I, I don't know how long, I don't know if they've got somebody lined up already for that or not. I don't know, but I think they'll want to keep investment in the show. And I think that having it be Han Solo means that you're either getting that actor that played him in Solo, which I don't, I guess I don't know that there's a lot of people calling for him. I don't know who he is or what he's been in, if anything, but this is a show that's apparently got like a $30 million per episode or something around $30 million per episode budget. I was wondering how expensive it was to make. Apparently it costs them like $300 million or something to make the show. My goodness. Yeah. They are. Wow. The, but I mean, in fairness, the budget shows like this is a show that if I were watching on Netflix, like some of the monsters and shit like that, like the fucking weird space weasel, like ice weasel that came out and tried to eat a ship would have been really fucking hokey, but instead, it looked realistic, but also really fucking hokey. Oh, did you notice who played the pod driver? Brian Hussein. 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 Brian Hussein. Yes, I did notice that. When he drove up, I saw the beard, and I literally wrote, is that fucking Brian Hussein? And then literally I both thought, oh shit, it is. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I, that was a, a talking point that I had. How fucking pumped do you think he was to be in this show? Because this is some nerd shit. Not just him. Yeah. Fucking Horatio Sands was in it, who's also like a weird fucking nerd dude. Um, he was the bounty at the start of the show. Do you know who the, the little guy that he was like, that was his guide? It was Nick motherfucking Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that actually. But yeah, I, 
that Brian Posehn was pumped up to be in this, and I suspect he got to be in it because John Favreau or whoever was like, yeah, you want to be in this? Sure. Yeah, because his part was was nothing. It was two right. seconds, and he probably died right. like after that two seconds. So somebody who liked his stand-up comedy and knew he was super nerdy was like, you want to do a thing in the Mandalorian? He was probably like, fuck yeah, I want to. Yeah, and I, I guess it wasn't, I expected... I, I spent the first like five to ten minutes of this show trying to figure out who the bounty was because I recognized that voice so much. I was uh, so I eventually looked it up, but like that took me out of the first five or so minutes of the show. It was just me frantically trying to figure out who the hell it was. Um, whereas Brian Posehn showing up was just like, oh shit, it's Brian Posehn, and he was not impactful. He was just there. He was a taxi driver. Um, should we go through the plot? I think we can go through broad beats. Okay. So it opens with. A bar in Horatio Sands is getting harassed by some patrons of said bar. And all I could think, because they, they started with the nerd shit right away, was, wow, this is a lot of sci-fi nerd shit here. Yeah, and there were references in the show that I wasn't getting that I'm sure, like, I was supposed to be like, oh, dang! I, I think somebody who's really into the lore of Star Wars would be oh, dang. But I think I, what I appreciated is they don't spend a lot of time talking about it right there was more showing than there was explaining which i appreciated like later when he's getting offered like when they're when him and carl weathers are haggling about money or whatever like we could see that okay the imperial currency is going down because of what happened in the for the original trilogy not technically the first trilogy but the original trilogy and why this metal that Werner herzog offers him is so like important without doing a shit ton of explaining about it all that sort of stuff that's one thing that i really liked about the show is that it didn't do a whole lot of pandering in that mm. way me too but i still wish i had got the references i knew they were there i'm i i was fine with like i for me the 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 time investment it would take for me to get those references is not worth it because i think it it is probably a lot of reading and a lot of lore from the books and shit like that that i i don't know if it's gonna change my enjoyment of the show or not especially when i again i'm pretty sure disney or somebody has flat out said like we're scrapping most of the shit that's in the books yeah is it bad that i mistook carl weathers for billy d williams like i don't it doesn't... did you mistake it for him or did you think like that he looked like him or did yeah. you just think i get their names mixed up all the time i don't think they look anything alike but they, to me, are similarly, at least in the movies and shit that I've watched, iconic in that I've seen them in one or two things, and I've really enjoyed them in those one or two things. So all I think is like, oh shit, that I had the same thought, oh, that's Billy D. Williams, but then I realized, no, wait, Billy D. D. Williams was Lando? That's not Lando. Like, I knew that wasn't Lando. I thought it was Lando. Oh. Like, I, like he showed up and that was like, oh, That may make you a little racist. I don't know. That's what I... I think they look alike. And I, I don't think it's a race thing. I don't know that they do i think their eyes are very different i think their hair is very different you're telling me those two guys don't look alike in that they have in the picture you're showing me have afros and mustaches no but see and and i'm i'm even mentally aging them already i don't think in their current age they look all that like that picture i can see it looks like those pictures were almost set up to make them look alike because they've got this a similar mustache and a similar length to their afro and things like that but i don't know that there's much particularly in how they've aged that that makes them look all that similar in my mind okay well here's an article called that's not lando in the mandalorian trailer <laughs> anyway so he walks into the bar he's going after a bounty yes. somebody calls him mando 
Yeah. Is that racist? Given that he didn't immediately kick his ass, I'm guessing no. I just think it's... Okay, good. Because I wrote Mando in my notes the whole rest of the time. Um, I didn't get the impression it was racist. I got the impression it was belittling. Okay. Like calling a guy bucko or something like that. Just like... It's not like particularly offensive other than you're trying to belittle that person in some way. Got it. But I guess we don't know. We could find out. You know what? We're going to watch. There's eight episodes, I think, in this season. And we're going to find out that it was super racist that he said that. And then you're going to go back in and scrub all your notes. So you're going to keep watching this? I think so. Yeah, me too. Again, I think probably for the same reason that I watch the Star Wars movies. And this is me not being sure why I continue to watch the Star Wars movies. On their own, they're not particularly great. I enjoy the idea of the mythology, and I'm interested to see where this goes. And also, there's an element of, less so with The Mandalorian, but certainly with the Star Wars movies, like, if you haven't watched the Star Wars movies, you're, like, deliberately choosing not to engage with popular culture in any way, which some people have good reasons not to, but I think a lot of times it comes across as kind of douchey. Like, no, I've never seen the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I'm too cool for that. Another thing I never got was the Star Wars, Star Trek comparison. And I guess they're outer spacey and they're like big cultural touchstones, but that's they, pretty much they, where the similarities. Correct. But I, it's it's also the time in which they both came out. It's the 60s and 70s. Because was the original Star Trek 60s was or was it 60s. 70s? Okay. Yeah. I think, I think they appealed to similar, similar, similar populations, like nerdy fucking people. And so they were used probably in some way to denigrate or other these people. Like, ah, you're just a nerd that likes Star Wars and Star Trek. And mm. it loses a lot of the granularity that makes it too different because I definitely was never someone into Star Trek. So he walks into the bar. Yes. We, we've gotten three minutes into this show. Yeah. He walks into the bar. Somebody calls him Mando. He's like, you spilled my drink. And then he just fucking kicks all their asses. And it is so badass. Yeah. And then that blue guy is like, hey, thanks for standing up for me. Uh Uh-huh. And then it turns out the bounty's on him. Right. And then the Mandalorian says, (laughs) the awesomest thing that he could say. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. And then he reaches for his blaster. I was like, oh yeah, I'm really connecting to this guy. Take off your helmet. I'm just, I'm really glad that they didn't, like, that was a really ham-fisted, like, I have no scruples about any of this. Like, I can kill you or not, I don't care. My morals are ambivalent and gray. Um, as ham-fisted moment as you could, but in fairness, I'm glad, I guess they got it out in the first two minutes, because that's probably what people are going to watch, and it wasn't quite so ham-fisted after that. And then he takes the guy onto his spaceship, because it's the future, mm-hmm. and he carbon freezes him. Yeah. In the original movie trilogy, correct me if I'm wrong, they carbon freeze Han Solo, and it's a whole thing. They have to, like, go into a warehouse and put him in a deep pit and, like, pull a big lever. Like, they, it was, like, a big old, like, factory to, to crank out this carbon freezing process. But Mando just flips a switch in a, like, little compartment in a spaceship now? So, a couple things. Number one, 
I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the mythology of Boba Fett and everything like that. But they were at Jabba the Hutt's fucking. Or wait, no. When did they? That was in uh, the Sky City or whatever. I can't remember the name of that fucking city. Yeah, Sky City. Sky City. Sky City Pew Pew. Um, I don't know that that's probably a place that's necessarily equipped for this sort of thing. I would expect a bounty hunter to have the best equipment available for that sort of thing if that's the expectation, right? Oh, this guy's got all the best equipment. That's number one. Number two, this takes place five years after the end of the first, the original Star Wars trilogy. There have been so many advances in carbon uh, freezing technology. What's it actually called? Freezing and carbonite. Um, there have been so many advances. Like, this is like the difference between the iPod and the iPhone, man. Like, you remember the original iPod with, like, the click wheel and shit like that? A big clunky fucking brick of a thing? Yeah. And then they just became, like, so small you could practically swallow them? That's yeah. what happened here. And that was, like, the difference of five years. And this is way, way, way in the future. At some point, so to back up a little bit, because I don't know, maybe I just don't remember, but let's back up a little bit. Before we saw Brian Posehn, there was, he was asking basically for a taxi back to his ship. And so we're talking about the technology advances that have happened in carbon freezing from five years ago to now, where all of a sudden, like, it's just something you can haul around on your ship. Pretty sure it'll be like a gun that you can shoot someone and freeze them in carbonite. Oh, dude, that's the dream right there. Yeah. But as far as calling taxis go, the technology that we have is a fucking flute that we stick in your nose. It's a magic flute. Nah, it's just a regular fucking flute, man. <laughs> How many flautists can you name? Can you name even one flautist? The guy from Jethro Tull. You didn't name him. I could say the the flautist from the uh, the, the, the Boston Pops. The- like that, 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 that's, that's nothing. Well, hold on. Like no, the no. The guy from Jethro Tull nope, is no. Than- you have named it no more than I just named it. No, no. you basically said. Somebody that plays a flute somewhere. I named a specific group. The Boston <laughs> Pops. Uh-huh. You named a specific group Jethro Tull. Tell me how it's any different. It's different. No. Tweet it. Tweet no. survey. Yeah, okay, sure. Tweet at me about how, like, I'm right and Michael's wrong. It's no different. Also, I've been meaning to bring this up, and I'm sorry to do it while we're recording. Uh-huh. But I read the description for the last episode we released. <laughs> uh huh. Rude. Okay. If you want to find out what he's talking about, you should read it and respond and and uh, interact with us in that way. Uh huh. But anyway, my point wasn't even about the flute playing, although I definitely wanted to call that out because it's really silly. It was to add to the story, which is that the flute originally calls like an automated vehicle that's being driven by a droid, and Mando uh-huh. says, "No droids." And so then they get a. I'm not sure why the other option is a shitty jalopy driven by Brian Posehn, but this thing fucking stopped and sputtered like a fucking shitty jalopy that you see in like a, a Disney movie, I guess. Like, I expect him to have to hop out front and like crank that crank in front of the fucking thing to like get it to go. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. And so then he goes and he gets another bounty from Carl Weathers. No. No, from, from Werner Herzog. Yeah, from Werner <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, you just couldn't have butchered his name more. Werner Herzog. Herzog. Yes. The guy who directed Grizzly Man. 
I don't know what he directed. All I know is that I love his voice and he, like, I read somewhere in a review that he really phones it in. I don't think he phoned it in at all. I thought he brought the fucking heat. He's at Werner, Werner Herzog. Herzog's office mm-hmm. with some stormtroopers. And they're like, we need you to kill the asset. We don't have a picture. We just have. Um, Hold on now. He didn't say kill the asset. He said you pick it up or bring it dead for half. It's pertinent to later. You're right. And all they have is a key fob that points him in the direction. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. But then his stormtroopers fucking try to pull some shit on him. And he gets so badass. Because the stormtroopers go... We got you four to one. And he's like, I like those odds. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, take off your helmet. (laughs) I knew that quote was coming before it even happened in the show. The second they were like, we've got you four to one. I was like, he's going to fucking say, like, it's just so hackneyed. Like, come on. The only thing that would have made it better is if he, like, paused and just, like, reached up and took his helmet off. God, you so badly wanted him to take his helmet off. <laughs> and he was like, I like those odds. And he was just, like, all, like, uh, I don't know. I don't mind the badassery in that moment. I just think that there's less ham-fisted ways of saying it. Like, he could have even been sarcastic, and like, when they said, that, we've got you four to one, and he would say, like, if you want to bring in some more, that'd be cool too. Or just like anything yeah. other than like, I like those odds. Oh, here's my next note. This target is pretty mysterious. Mm-hmm. Is it Yoda? Is it Chewbacca? Those are my first two guesses. My first guess. Having like, while you're watching the show. Yep. My first okay. guess was Yoda. Why did you think Yoda when we know that Yoda died before? I don't know, man. I don't know, but that was my first guess. Hmm. It's right there in my note. A dead guy. Okay. A dead guy. But I knew Yoda was mysterious, right? So part of my... One thing that I got the impression of was like, the beam that Yoda is, in the Star Wars universe, there's a bunch of mystery around it, right? So one thing I thought was like, maybe part of the mythos of this character is that that being only one of them exists at a time, and it, like the Dalai Lama, like or like sirens in the Borderland games. I don't get that reference. That's fine. Somebody will. Okay, but as soon as one goes away, here's a new one mm-hmm. picked by destiny, right? Like the sirens in Borderlands Three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the games. There's only six sirens in the universe at any given time. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Except only but one. one Yoda. But one Yoda. Yep. Yeah, I definitely didn't have that thought because that, like, for if as magical as all of this quote unquote science and like for the force and Jedi's and shit like that are, that seems a little too magical for me. Like, and may, and maybe that's why like the the show never or like the movies never quite land with me is you set up all of these rules and everything like that, but in the end it's it's just magic and shit. Yeah, I mean the whole Star Wars thing is all magic and shit, right? Like. But that part of it didn't quite land with me. It's like, oh, this is all basically just magic and shit. And in fairness, I think if I had to guess as to why they even bothered trying to explain it as midichlorians and shit, it's because people probably didn't connect with it as magic and shit. In something that's all sci-fi, it's just magic. 
so they try and explain it with midichlorians and all that sort of bullshit. Although, didn't they, like, say, I feel like there was something in the latest trilogy where they made fun of the fact that, like, ah, it's not midichlorians. I don't remember. It's magic. It's some shit. So, he goes to Tatooine. I was it Tatooine? I don't mind. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm... That's my guess. Okay. It was, it was Tatooine, and he meets a guy who helps him go to the base where the baby Yoda is. By by teaching him to ride a blurg. A blurg. Yep. If ever there were a thing like you literally make up names for all your shit in your fucking made up universe, if there were ever a word that could I'm not sure there's a word that could more clearly and immediately take me out of the fact that this is a sci fi sort of show than calling it a fucking blurg. It's just, it's the most clearly made up word in a show called The Mandalorian. <laughs> like. Yeah. So, one, one of his suggestions when Mando is having a hard time riding the blurg is that maybe that he should take off his helmet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he still doesn't do it. Yeah. Which is why I don't think he's going to, or he will at the end and it will, it will be some big reveal. I just don't know in what way. But. The Mandalorian's ancestors rode the great mythosaur. No, did they? That's what I he missed says. that. Yeah. And so... Shit, I'm glad I missed that, because that would have been another one. Mythosaur? I think that's what he said. Mythosaur? I believe it. The only thing that would have been worse, worse would, is Magicosaurus. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, let's see here. Oh, so he gets to the... He crosses where, the Shattered Plains. Yeah, and he gets to the base. And the reason this guy's helping him is that the base is full of what he perceives as bandits that are just, like, causing some bad shit. Like, I don't think he knows there's a baby Yoda in there. No, he just he, knows that there's a target yeah. in their base. Yep, so he helps them. And when he shows up, a uh, bounty droid is already there. Yep. And that bounty droid just, like, kicks a bunch of ass. That bounty droid played by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Then they team up to get the baby Yoda, and then they find the baby Yoda, and the bounty droid apparently has the, um... Has a bounty to kill. To kill. Yep. And so Mando kills the bounty droid to save the baby Yoda. And takes off his helmet. (laughs) No, he doesn't take off his helmet. But... Um, do you think he just killed the droid because he wanted more money for it alive? Or do you think he killed the droid because he couldn't kill a 50-year-old baby Yoda? So I think he wanted more money because it was going to keep it alive. There might have, or rather, like, it could be either of those things. I think the show did a lot to explain that his morals are pretty gray. So I don't know that there's enough for me to think that he in- instantly connected with this baby he's never seen before. But maybe we learn more. I don't know. But then I think the other piece of it is he has no compunctions about killing a droid because, as he said before, no droids. Right. He's got something against droids, and we don't necessarily know what. Although I suspect it has to do with, I read somewhere, that the planet that he grew up on was taken over by like the droids from the original trilogy or some shit. Right. I guess if that baby Yoda's 50 years old, it probably had some overlap with the Yoda that trains Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, that kind of pokes a hole in that theory. Yeah. Yoda, uh, number one. Number two, what species takes 50 goddamn years to get out of infancy? Different species age at different paces. 50 years, though? Yeah. 
50 years. Yeah, Yoda was like a thousand years old. I, I get it. So t- two things. Number one, he was a thousand years old. I think he was 800, but it, do- it fucking doesn't matter. Because if you think about it two ways, number one, from a com- purely practical standpoint. You just say 900 years old. Okay. From a purely practical standpoint, it doesn't make, like evolutionarily, it doesn't make any sense that a a someone would stay in a state that requires that they are waited on by their their community by their their parents and and whatever for 50 years and that's at a minimum because that's that's infancy number two from a purely number standpoint let's say like human life expectancy is 90 i know it's not but like this thing was a baby it wasn't like a toddler or a or any of that sort of it was a fucking baby that would be like if we stayed as babies until we were five or six years old it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense on any scale. Like as far as that goes, I'm not saying you can't have someone helpless for that long. I just don't know that it makes sense to be completely helpless for 50 years. Yeah, I agree. Even despite all that, I, I liked the show. Like I'm going to watch the show. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I, but I could see where it could be something awesome. I'm just not holding out hope that it's going to be something really awesome. Oh, I got to find out what's going on with these Yodas, man. I got to figure out what's going on with this baby. I got to figure out. I, I, I don't know what I'm more interested in, an arc for these eight episodes or like a – when I heard that they were doing a show about a bounty hunter, I was thinking more like a – not necessarily Monster of the Week, but that sort of format where it's like Bounty of the Week where he's going after this thing while an overarching plot is happening yeah. over the top. And I don't know that him taking care of a baby, if that's really what this show is, is going to facilitate that at all. He's he's always gonna have to be holding the baby. It's just gonna turn into like a comedy of him trying to bounty hunt and like take care of a baby. So he's got Ch- like changing the Yoda's diaper yeah. while he's like shooting at his yeah. <laughs> yep. You you and I were in the same place. Oh, the scene where the droid keeps trying to self destruct. Yeah, made me laugh a lot. Yeah, that was funny. Ta- Taika Waititi's delivery was very funny, and then the joke <laughs> itself was very funny. Yeah, yeah. So the. Droid has a directive that if it can't be captured, so it's going to self-destruct. So it's in a firefight with uh, the Mandalorian. So they're shooting against these bandits, and then just every once in a while, the droid will be like, "I think it's time to self-destruct now," and then like go self-destructing, and like a bomb will pop out of his chest, and the Mandalorian will be like, "No, we don't sh- self-destruct. <laughs> we can shoot our way out of this. What are you doing?" And then like they'll fight, and then like. Something will happen, like the Mandalorian will get like hit with a laser beam in the shoulder, and then the the droid will see that and be like, "Oh, time to self destruct!" And he's like, "Stop trying to self destruct!" Yeah, it was funny. I hope there's more of that sort of humor. Like, I, I think that's something that's sorely lacking from the latest trilogy. It's just very self serious, and I think that this something like this could put some life into th- this whole, I don't know, yeah. series. I was hoping that he was going to team up with that droid and that droid would be with them the rest of the time. Yeah, I mean, from a purely I enjoyed the humor standpoint, I would have liked that, but I didn't see it as likely given his no droid directive. I don't know. I still don't know why, but I it seemed pretty forceful. I liked the humor, but I also liked the action. Like, that droid was cool. I suspect this will be, I mean, even if it's not a... Monster of the Week sort of show, I think it will be a, because they've got a lot of actors that are in there, semi-famous people that are in this for like an episode or two. So I think it will be old contacts coming to help him with this mission. And like, you know, you have guest stars and things like that, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. And I think the thing that I like about the release schedule, I, 
as much as I like being able to binge shows, I think a release schedule like this enables us to speculate and nobody else is going to be able to say, well, that's not what happened. Right. I think what would be interesting is, and, and like, you know, encourage people to, to connect with us on Twitter, connect with us on Facebook is to, uh, on the show notes and things like that, to be able to talk about what, you know, what did you think? What do you think is going to happen in this show? Like, yeah, an engagement that I don't know that we're going to be able to get from any other streaming show that we do. Go to our Facebook page and start a post about it. Start a post about it. You can comment. I mean, you can comment. You'll be able to comment on the actual thread on our website too. Mm-hmm. Should we start a Reddit? Nah, no, time no. Ah, uh, no. I don't think we've got nearly enough people. We we barely have engagement in Facebook. I think a Reddit would just end up. Would that be crazy to get a Reddit? You've convinced me. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> we we should repeatedly repeatedly refer to it as a Reddit, even as people scream at us that it's a subreddit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else about this show? No, nothing. Nothing worth talking about. What are you looking at? What note are you looking at right now? Just just some just more like I I it's just more complaints about the technology in this show. How does that fob work that points them to the baby Yoda? How does that work? How does that work across space like that? Because we're I'm guessing I don't know if this is in the same solar system or not. I don't know. Number two, his little monocular, I don't know what you want to call that, that he uses to, like, spy in this bandit camp, has the fucking video quality of a 1980s VCR. Also, he presses it up against the visor of his helmet <laughs> and is able to see through doesn't it. fucking make any sense. Yeah. And the number he should have just taken his helmet off to use God, that. It's not going to happen. It's not trying to make fetch happen. And the third thing is, it's a laser chain gun. That he was using in that scene. I'm not going to give any more context than that, but you'll know what I'm talking about if you watch the show, and you will definitely know what I'm talking about. The laser, why does it shake? It's shooting laser bullets. Like, why does it shake? He was shaking the whole time he was doing it. Like, it's it's a made-up laser chain gun. I don't need the shaking. Doesn't make any fucking sense. That's all I had. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you got that out there. I don't, I don't know that, that anybody's glad that I got that out there. <laughs> You want to wrap it up? Sure. Like I mentioned before, check out our Facebook, check out our Twitter. Um, Twitter's at podcast episode one. That's numeral one. And you can check out our website, which is episode, www.episode1podcast.com. Um, this all written out. All written out. No numeral. This is a unique opportunity given this show and the way that it's being released for people to, to engage with us in a way that I don't know that they typically do. Like I mentioned before. So leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about the show, um, our show, the, the, the TV show that we're talking about, um, any of that sort of stuff. What Ratings else? And reviews. Yes. If you liked the show or even if you didn't leave a review, leave a, while you're there, leave a rating or vice versa, leave a rating. Um, we looked it up as far as Rotten Tomatoes goes. The reviews aren't necessary, but you're already there to leave a rating, leave a review as well. Let us know what you think. Yeah, so are we going to change it to 10 ratings and we'll... I think so. And that doesn't change our timeline all that much. I think the last time I checked, we were at five ratings on iTunes. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think that's the three people that... Wait, no, you left a review. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave a review. I did leave a rating. So that means we've got one other person that's left a rating but not a review. Whoever you are, go in there and leave leave a review for us. Let us know what you think. Let us let people on iTunes know what you think. And subscribe on your pod- podcast of choice. I mean... The only one that we're not on, the only major one that we're not on right now that I'm still, I've got to send an email and figure out what's happening is iHeartRadio. Everything else, I feel like major that is 
we're on that. And if we're not on your podcaster choice, let us know. Most of these podcasters have a really simple, simple way of us applying and getting on them. We can make that happen. Even if it's just for one or two viewers, I don't know that it matters all that much to us. Yeah. And if we're not on the podcaster thing of their choice, thanks for like figuring out how to listen to it. Anyway, listening to it on, on the website, probably. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for a theme song. Who's the cowboy off the album? Get smarter, run faster. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Go, 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 go